I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Hey, hey, I'm here with Natalie Jill, and I'm super excited because she went from nothing, no brand, nothing, zilch, nada, all the way to 3 million followers and has done a tremendous amount of work when it comes to building her brand, helping people with sales and messaging, and I'm just incredibly excited to have her here and to help you build your brand and to be able to attract the right people and grow your business. So now tell us a little bit how you did that first, because that sounds amazing. It was in the fat loss space, I think. Yeah, fat loss and fitness space. So it's interesting because my, you know, people look at me and they'll look at my brand online, which is now midlife conversations, but it grew initially in the fitness space, fitness and fat loss space. And when people look at that, they would say, oh, you know, maybe she grew that because of magazines she was on or because of her books or because of whatever. But really what they don't know is the reason I grew my brand is actually my my knowledge of sales and messaging. So yes, I am a fat loss expert and I know fitness and I know nutrition and I have all the certifications around that, but it's not the certifications that get you those results. You know, I can say this across the board on with anyone, whether they're in the financial planning world, they're in law, whatever it is. It's not the certifications and the knowledge that grows your brand. It's your sales and messaging knowledge. And that, that's truly how I grew it. I love that. And especially because I have a lot of women come to me and, and they'll say like, I want to grow my business and I'm going to get my CFP first. And CFP yeah. is like this big certification, like certified financial planner. Yeah. And so they want to do that. And I'm like, well, why do you want to do that? And it's because I want to grow my business. I want to attract high net worth clients and all these things. I'm like, how about we just grow your business and do that first? And then if you want to get certified, you can, mm. but that's not what's going to actually determine you making more money and helping more people. It's all going to be based on exactly what you're talking about, which yes. is messaging, attracting the right people. And then, and actually the conversion. So um, I would agree with that. And it's, I also think people will always see like, oh, that's easy for you to say because everyone wants to lose fat and now you have the world, but there's also so much competition. Mm-mm. So like, if it's yeah. anything that's like, like mainstream like that, the competition is ridiculous. So how do you get eyeballs? How do you get people? Absolutely. And first and foremost, I can see why people would say that, but I want to share that I've helped countless clients in all different niches do this. So this is not just, and I'm in the process of re-expanding my brand where it's not even about fitness and fat loss anymore. So the the way that it works, I'm going to break it down so simple. It's almost so simple. It's almost too simple to believe, (laughs) but where most people are skipping these steps. So the number one thing that I ask people is... What is the problem that you want to solve? What is the problem that you want to solve? Because you've got to get really granular with that. A problem that you solve is not a general run. Like I help people with fat loss or I help people make money or I help people get married. That That's, that's too wide of a, of a problem that you solve. When you can get real specific on the problem you solve, what happens is you start getting really niche down and people hear themselves in you. They start feeling connected to you. They feel that you are the one to help them. So 
The first question I ask any of you listening is what's the problem that you want to solve? And I'm just going to throw out some examples. So I know you've got a lot of listeners in the financial planning world. So if all of you are helping with finances, what's the unique problem that you solve? And I'll throw out some very specific examples. Something like I help uh, women in their 50s and midlife uh, make sure their retirement is, is set up at, uh properly. That's an example. Another one is I help uh, young adults uh, learn to invest and grow so they've got a residual income coming in in their 50s. That would be very specific. Or I help people transition from uh, from higher risk investments to st- stability for retirement. That's another example. And I'm not saying any one of those things is your problem that you solve, but you want to get real specific on what is the exact problem that you want to solve. That doesn't mean that's the only thing you're going to help with. It's just that's part of your messaging. So you start to attract that person. And I want to just take a, a second to talk about messaging, because as I told you before we started recording, like I always say, like messaging is this like unfamiliar term in the industry, because when these women come into the industry and they learn to become a financial advisor, no one takes them into a room and says, OK, you got to figure out your messaging. Like that's what we as kind of digital marketers, we kind of understand, like it's all about messaging. We do a lot of online marketing and things like that. But in this world of networking and getting your center of influence and, and talking to friends and family and getting referrals, it's like usually not about messaging. Mm. But oftentimes I ask people like in the industry, like, what do you say when they say like, well, what do you do? And they say, I am a financial advisor, right? Even a CFP, like I'm a certified financial planner practitioner. Right. So you have this credibility and that's part of your messaging. And then usually they're like, I'm in finance and insurance. And I'm like, oh, like what makes you different from everybody else? Yes. Because and, the person on the receiving end listening, unless they hear what's in it for them, they, they've shut down. No one cares about credentials. They don't care. So yeah, they want you to have them, but they, that's not what's selling somebody into working with you. What's selling them into working with you is they hear themselves in the problem. Even if you think of when a referral sends somebody to you, the referral is telling somebody else what you did for them. So they're actually niching your your service down for you. They're saying, so-and-so helped me with XYZ specifically. So that's basically creating a message for you. And that's why people turn to you. Awesome. So you said one thing is like, what's the problem that you want to solve? And then who is it that you're Mm -hmm. solving it for? What other? Yeah. So number one is what's the problem that you solve? What is it? Get real specific. And then who do you like to serve in that? Like, who's your ideal person? And you want to get really clear here because this helps you decide if it's yes or no, and helps you figure out your rates and, and where you want to focus your time. But who is the ideal person you want to be helping? Like you, you want to really think about that. Is it a startup person? Is it somebody that already has X amount of, of dollars? Is it somebody familiar with investing? Is it somebody that was had a big portfolio with somebody else? Is it someone just starting out? Get really clear on who this person is. Is it men? Is it females? Is it both? Is it young adults? Is it retired? Who is it? You want to get super clear on who do you want to serve and focus on? And that's where you want to spend your time. Uh, that's who you want to spend your time talking to you want to really think through this because if you don't, what happens is you end up with all different types of clients across the board. And it's very hard to streamline or systemize when you've got all different types of people that you're helping. And it also doesn't make very clear what you do or who you serve. So it doesn't mean you have to be a no to other all people. It just means you're getting really specific on what's the problem I solve and who am I helping? 
Okay. Awesome. And what I found is a lot of these women, they're scared to niche down or scared to plant their flag and say, this is who I work with. And Mm -hmm. because it feels like, and and when you're in that process that you're going to start saying no to people. And when you feel like you really need clients, even if you're at a a level where you're making a lot of money, you still feel like you don't have, you're not getting clients consistently. You got some recurring revenue, so that's good, but like you just need more clients. And so what I found a lot of these women are afraid to say no, or they're afraid they're going to repel someone Mm. Dead. And so I'm sure you've seen this a ton because that's probably a very common um, just fear that, that yeah. women actually have. What have you found as far yeah, as... Yeah. So first and foremost, there's nothing wrong with when you're starting out taking on different people just to make, to figure out where you want a niche and the problem, because you might be still figuring out like, who is it that I want to help and serve? But I'll tell you, when you try to be all things to all people, you really help no one. So it's not a long game to do that. It's actually a very short-term solution to focus on things that way. So it's really important that you, if you're doing that, it's a temporary thing. You know that I'm doing this temporary, but I'm going to start figuring out who I want to niche down. I'll, I'll take the example in the fat loss and fitness space. I know it's very different from what many of you are doing, but uh, that's one of those things where I could honestly help anyone, men, women, all ages, all like it's very broad and it's very normal in that space where people want to help all people. But my business exploded when I really niched down. I niched down several different times throughout that business. I'll tell you when I first started, I niched down to new moms. It was any new moms that just had a baby and had excess weight and didn't and were on a budget. It was that specific. Then it then it niched into people that wanted abs, like that just specific. Like you want a six pack. Then as I was aging, I'm 51 now is the time of this recording, it turned into how to help women over 40 uh, with fat loss. So it, it got very specific there. Um, now that brand has morphed into helping people with midlife conversations, but it's okay to evolve and move and change, but you want to be very clear on who you ideally are serving and helping because that helps. it helps make it more certain for others. If somebody's searching the financial planning world and they hear when you speak that you're speaking into exactly who they are, they are much more likely to work with you. Yeah. Awesome. And so what, and what would you say on the sales side? So that's kind of the messaging and niching side. And what would you say, like, what are some of the components that are important? Yeah. You think about with sales. Yeah. I could speak into so many things on sales, but I'm going to start with that. People buy from people that number one, that they feel related they relate to. So when people feel seen, heard, and understood by you, they're much more likely to want to work with you. If they don't feel seen, heard, or understood by you, they're not relating. And that's going to be much more likely be a no. For example, um, there's a technique we teach in sales called mirroring. So if somebody is, is sharing their situation and you're able to mirror back what you're hearing and even relate a story of yourself or somebody else that walked through a situation like that, they're going to feel seen, heard, and understood by you. That's one thing. The another thing is conviction and certainty. Nobody wants wishy-washy. So when you say with conviction and certainty, I can help you. This is how it's going to look. This is what we're going to create. This is what we're going to do. And you say it with conviction and certainty, people feel very compelled to trust you to want to work with you. When you say things that are like, well, we might try, I will see, you never know. That doesn't have conviction and certainty. And that is turning turns off people. So that's another really critical reason to get really dialed in on your on your messaging and on what you are uh, wanting to serve and who you're clear that you can help solve a problem for, because that's how you're going to attract people that hear your conviction and certainty. I just put up a quote on social that was, um, 
that confidence convinces conviction closes. Mm, That's so good. We have, when it comes to sales, like sometimes we're learning these strategies and they learn kind of lame strategies that are like fact finders. Like how much money do you have here? And how much money? Yeah. It's like, really connecting. It's just like, I'm going to sell you some shit. Um, And then it's like, if you're convincing someone, you might get a yes, but then later you find out there there's some buyer's remorse or they're not involved or they're backing out or they're going to do mm. it themselves versus when you have that conviction and you know, this is going to help yes. your life. It's like changes everything. So. And here's the thing. Conviction and certainty can't be faked. Um, and I, I want to really, this is not like a, something you teach and you say, you know, show up with conviction and certainty. This is, has to be something you actually have. And that's even more reason to get really clear on the problem that you solve because you want to speak into what you actually solve. For example, if a guy comes to me and he's a 20 year old guy and he's like, I want help getting strong in the fitness world. If I say, I can help you. I don't know how much conviction and certainty I'm going to have because I'm not a 20 year old guy. But if a woman comes to me and they're 50 and they're walking through perimenopause or menopause, I, with conviction and certainty can tell them why I can help them because it's very relatable. So it's that, so it's not something you fake. It's something that you really just know. Same with, if you've helped other clients with something and somebody's asking for you to help them with that, you can speak with conviction and certainty. The other thing is in sales, you know, a lot of people look at sales as it's slimy. I don't want to do it. I don't want to look salesy there. There's this negative connotation around it. To me, sales is amazing. It's a problem solving. It's a way to problem solve. It's a way to help people. You've got to get in the mindset of, I am helping somebody because you are by you doing what you do, especially in financial planning, you are helping people have a fine, a secure life grow their money, have a a comfortable retirement. You're having, you're really helping people. So it's changing the mindset from I'm selling to I actually can really help somebody. And that in itself is going to give you conviction and certainty. Yeah, I love that. We always think of like, talk about sales as transformation. Like if I close someone, I change their life. Mm -hmm. And I used to be super, especially when I was first a financial I'd be so scared of sales because I thought, oh, I'm going to sell them this annuity or like something like that. And then once I saw the transformation, that's where the conviction comes yeah. in. I was like, they're so lucky to work with me. Like I, I had the conviction, but yeah. I actually want to go back a step because for, for those ladies who might be new at this and they're saying, okay, of course, like I get that I'll have confidence and I'll have conviction at some point, but I've only been in the industry a year or two or three. And like, how do I have that when I'm so new at it. Mm. Well, it's, it's practice. It's, it's, it's not something you fake. It's something that's very real. So you think of what you actually are good at, what you've actually walked through and you share that. Like, I'm just going to give you an example. I'm just making this up. Um, let's say I'm brand new to the financial world. I've only had five clients. I'm just, you know, starting out, I'm dabbling. I'm kind of taking a little of everyone, everything. I would be so honest with people. I would say, listen, I'm I'm fresh out of all my certifications and I'm and I'm going to be a financial genius. Like I, I this is who I am. This is what I'm committed to. I'm going to help lots of people make multiple millions of dollars. Like I'm I'm sure of that. I'm going to be be very expensive too because I'm going to help people really grow their money. Right now, while I'm meeting you, while I'm learning and dabbling, I am putting more energy into clients than I ever will because you're my first and I'm Failure is not an option and this is going to happen. So I'm going to encourage you work with me because you will not find another financial planner that's going to work harder or care more because I've got something to prove. Okay. Do you see what I just did there? Yeah. Okay. I said nothing about, I didn't make anything up. I told the truth. 
I wasn't being, I was literally telling the truth with conviction and certainty. Now, somebody might not like that. They might go, that's, you're not for me. Somebody's going to hear that and go, you're for me. And that was truthful. And that goes back to what you're saying. Like, that's like, there's, there's some reason, even if you're new, like you got into the industry, there's something that compelled you. And then that's your conviction. And maybe the only yes. conviction is that like, you're going to be the best for them and you're going to put yes. to it. Maybe the conviction is that, you know, you got into the industry because you love helping people, which is why, right. why, right. But then that's yeah. the confidence part or that's so, the so, and I'll give you the other side of the example, you know, like, let's say I'm a super experienced and I've made people, you know, I've made over $500 million for clients and I'm like, oh, I've got a wait list. Then my conviction and certainty is different. Listen, I'm the best in the business. I don't need clients to be quite frank with you. Like I, I have a wait list. I'm, I get to be selective. Um, if you work with me, what you can count on is X, Y, Z, what you can't count on is X, Y, Z. Um, sell me on why you as a client. Okay. So you see very different approach, but also conviction and certainty. They yeah. both work, right? So, so, so what I want people to hear with conviction and certainty, it's your truth, your truth of what you're good at right now and what you can offer for people. And I hear obviously with you and growing this multi-million dollar business, and I'm sure you've had multiple businesses and you've had a lot of success and all this. It's it's I'm gonna say it's easy for you to say, you know, you're you have all this this background of having the success to gain the conviction, gain the confidence. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like I know, and because I've seen, you know, stuff on social mm. media with you and all that, like you're willing to be vulnerable. Like where mm. how does that play a role? Great question. Because I think that's one of the most powerful things we can do right now. Yes. Not be so confident about everything, but be real. So I hate the words vulnerable and authentic because I think they're so overused right now. Like everyone's like, be vulnerable, be authentic. And I yeah. hate when people start their post with, here's a vulnerable post. It's like, uh-huh. oh gosh, I don't even want to hear that. So here's the thing with that. When in doubt, tell the truth. When in doubt, tell. I always tell the truth, just like I did with those examples just now. So you just tell the truth. Like for instance, you were telling me before we started here that a lot of times in financial world, you can't even go on social media and say things. So I, that to me would be a truth post. I'm in the financial world and technically I'm not allowed to teach anything financial on social media. So instead of teaching anything financial on social media, I am going to find humor and money or find like you just literally tell the truth. You tell right. the or truth. Tell you about my kids or, you know, something, you know, or the reason I, so say, I'm not going to be teaching financial tips here. Cause you can find those online. You can find them when you work with me, all the things, but instead I want to tell you a little journey about myself. Why did I get into financial planning? I got into it because, you know, 20 years ago I was completely broke and I was, da, da, da. You're, you're telling, you just tell your story. And because of that, I learned this and I want to help people do X, Y, Z. It's just telling the truth all the time. The reason my brand online right now as Midlife Conversations does so well is I make fun of what we walk through as a 50-year-old female. I'm talking about hot flashes. I'm talking about our moodiness. I'm talking about the weight gain. I'm talking about all the things. I'm not being an expert on anything. I'm just sharing real things that I'm walking through and it makes it super relatable to other people. I'm excited to, I think I'm recording your podcast on your podcast. (laughs) fun, And then we can talk about all my issues. Um, That's great. That's great. So um, any other things that like really stand out to you when it comes to 
you know, your, your, your expertise on sales. Yeah. You know, honestly, don't be afraid to learn sales, to step into it. You know, that's the thing that I coach on right now. Honestly, that's my favorite thing to do. It's not something I've really scaled. Like I've scaled my, my main brand, but this is like, I I work one-on-one with clients all the time on sales and messaging. Don't be afraid to invest your time and into a coach that helps with that type of thing to up-level because the number one thing you can do for your business, honestly, is nail this stuff, is to learn. You will grow more awareness around what you do. You'll grow your finances more by understanding a sales process and learning that skill set because that is what's going to continually attract you new people, higher amounts, uh, better customers. It's how you're going to be able to help more people. Remember, sales is problem solving. Sales is helping people. So don't shy away from, I don't like sales or I don't want to learn it because it's the, if there's any skill to learn, it is that. And think about this, no matter what changes in our world, the economy, whatever's happening, that is one skill set that you can take into anything, literally anything. If you know sales and can learn that skill set, you are marketable for anything. I love that. I think that's, I mean, sales and messaging and business and like all these skills, like I think that's sometimes lost because again, like the financial industry is so bad at teaching it um, that, and then they say they're giving you these skills and they're giving you like this training and it's so bad, right? Mm -hmm. And then it gives a lot of women a bad taste in their mouth. Just like you said, when it comes to like, what is sales really like Mm -hmm. is feel salesy. That's because the way you've learned sales is salesy and it's awkward. Just like they tell you to go talk to your friends and family and try to get business. Like it's awkward. And no matter what you tell me, it's awkward. So when you learn the skill, like it's everything. And I, I remember when, in my first book, I talked about how like, no, like no recession, no, like, like trauma, no, nothing like huge, like something, some huge, even pandemic, I didn't say the word pandemic, but that could, yeah. could like knock me down because I love yeah. money. And it's just like you said, like, if it's not in this business, it can be in another business or it can be in another business. Or if I totally like, want to do this, I can just go get a sales job and just, that's my, I've, I've always felt that way. Like I, I was actually a sales director for you. I was in corporate America for 20 years before I built my own brand. I was a sales director as a sales trainer, but I will tell you that is the one skill I am so grateful I have over anything else I've learned because no matter what, I will always be employable. Like whether I'm taking my own clients, if things just went crazy. I could sell for anybody. I mean, it's, it's just such a powerful skill to have. And it really does command an audience when you have that knowledge. Like I have never once, it's never once crossed my mind that selling somebody is coming across as cheesy because I know that I'm actually helping people. I'm actually in a good salesperson. And I consider myself a good salesperson. I am very honest with people too, when they're not a candidate for me. I mean, I'm very often saying to people, Hey, this is not an hour and ever. This is an hour, whenever you're ready. Like I say things like that. I tell people you're not a candidate right now. I tell people I'm not the one that, that can help you right now because I really, if I believe that, that's what I tell them. So when you step into learning skills, skills, you start getting discernment on who you actually can help and who you can't. And you learn to tell people that you can't help, you can't help them. And to really speak into who you know you can help. And again, it keeps going back to the conviction, but like, there's also the conviction around unselling. I, I call it unselling, but unselling people. It's like, cause you know, like you might need them to step up if they're going to do this. Like you don't want to tell someone, oh yeah, you're going to be yes. able to lose all this weight and fat by sitting on the couch and picking your nose. Like that ain't happening. Yeah. You're not going to own up. And, and then also like 
then the more you tell people they can't have it, the more they want it, which is not necessarily even the reason yeah. like that. It also sort people. My whole mantra is like, please, please work through me to provide as much value as oh, you yeah. possible, get people out of their own way so they can have everything they want. And I think like, that's also just to add to what you're saying, like comes down to sales. It's like, you, when you're great at sales, it's not that you're convincing people or manipulating people, you're getting them out of their own way, all this fear of why they can't yes. get what they want. So they finally can. So I love And that. I don't teach trick-based selling. Like, I don't like that. Like, I, yeah, do I know all the like little tricks to get somebody to a yes? Yeah, but honestly, I don't want those people as a client. If I have to twist somebody's arm to get them to a yes, that's not my client. I want to really connect with somebody and understand their issue, their struggle, what's going on. If I know I can help them, I will tell them that. And then the ball's in their court, to be honest with you. I'm not about like being a chameleon and figuring out, deciding that my way is the way for everyone. That is not the type of sales that I do. Uh, it's not what I teach. I don't think that it's integrity-based to do it that way. I teach integrity-based high-impact selling, which is really, truly problem-solving. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Any last things to add? And then we'll tell them how to find you. No, I, I just, I, you know, thank you everyone for, for chiming in and listening, but I want you to take this seriously because it truly is the top skill that you need to grow uh, in life. Really? I mean, if you think about, and I, I love the word enrollment, I use the word enrollment interchangeably with sales. If you learn that skill, so call it enrollment and how to enroll people into your vision and to possibility, like you are just setting yourself apart in so many different ways to be able to help a lot more people. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Tell them where to find you. Yeah. So two places uh, for my midlife brand, nataliejill.com. Uh, but for sales and all things sales related, uh, brandstoryexpansion.com. Okay. Awesome. Well, it's been awesome to have you. And thank you all for listening. And go learn some sales so you can actually help more people. So we'll see you next time on Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Thanks, Way. Thanks, Robin. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.